<laughs> Hallelujah. When we think about this lesson on the day, it's a powerful teaching on the day. Delayed expectations. I want you to just think about some things in your life that you've been expecting. You heard God say that it was going to come to pass. You saw it. You believed it. But then he puts it on delay. <laughs> he makes you work for what you thought was going to be easy. What should have been easy. He makes you work for it. It seems to be unfair because we're already in a drought. Already famine for three years. The Lord comes and he reveals himself to us because we taught on last week. In, in the moments of, expect, of expectation, there is revelation. God reveals himself to you with an answer. And then through revelation, there is demonstration. Somebody say demonstration. Demonstration. He, he demonstrates his might. He demonstrates what he wants to do. He demonstrates to you and to others of who he is and why he's God. And then there is the manifestation of when it's coming to pass. But we can see here in the scripture that he's allowing things to manifest, but then when it's supposed to come to pass, he delays it for a moment. I'm excited. I'm running after everything that I know that I'm supposed to be running after. And in the midst of it, the expectation is delayed. When you think about delayed expectations, what you expect is driven by the persistence of what you believe. Expectations. What you expect is driven by the persistence of what you believe. We talked about it last week. Expectations, the state or act of expecting, it is anticipation. Delay, when we hear that word delay, the act, the act, it is an act of postponing, hindering, or something to occur more slowly than normal or to detain or hinder for a time. Anticipation now becomes an act of hindrance in my life. I am anticipating God to do something big, something mighty, something powerful, but there is an act of delay. Something gets in the way that begins to hinder my anticipation. Ah, that begins to agitate and annoy my expectation. <laughs> you got a sister burner uh, 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 delayed expectation there are some forms of expectation that we want to talk about uh, delayed expectation proverbs 13 and 12 um, out of the english standard version it says hope deferred makes the heart sick but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life Delayed expectation is when hope is deferred. It, uh, you, you've been hearing it, but now i got to sit it on the back seat. i got to wait for it to happen. It's nothing more crazier than wanting something, but then you got to wait on it. 
You got to wait on it. You've been anticipating those keys for the new car, but now you got to wait a couple of days until they get all the paperwork in line. Uh, something's happening. Now you got to wait on this, and now you got to wait on this. It is an act of something that is being hindered. There is realized expectation. It is the B clause in the same scripture of Proverbs 13 and 12, uh, the, the delayed expectation, uh, expectation is the hope that is deferred. But then the realized expectation is that no matter what, if I have a desire, my desire but a desire fulfilled is a tree of life. Not only do I have delayed expectations, realized expectations, there are unrealized expectations. When the wicked dies, his hope will perish, and the expectations of wealth perish too. Unrealized expectations. I want to simply talk about expect the rain, but then I want to talk to you today about how to handle delayed expectations. Somebody say, I'm learning how to handle my delayed expectations. Number one, you've got to prepare and stay persistent. You've got to stay persistent when we started this off. And in our intro, we, we talked about expectations. We talked about what you expect is driven by the persistence of what you believe in. You've got to prepare yourself to be persistent. Persistent. I, I'm looking at this scripture and, and I'm hearing so many things that are coming back to me and uh, I'm reading a book by my bishop, Restored at the Root, and, and one of the things that need to be restored is that they taught us, Sister Byrne, they, they, they taught us, Chris, they, they, they taught us, whether you're Kojic, Baptist, Apostolic, that once you pray for it, you don't go back and ask for it because God heard you the first time. The devil is alive. I don't see that nowhere in Scripture. They said if you keep praying for it, then you don't trust God. Eh. <laughs> David prayed persistently that God would remove the enemies from his life. Paul prayed persistently that he would take this thorn out of my side. Jesus was persistent in the garden and asking God to remove the cup. Come on now. Uh, I think what we've lost is our persistence in expectation. We, we've lost our ability to be persistent in not begging God, but talking to God and reminding God that you said that you would heal my body. You said that cancer would not touch my life. You said that if I would train my children up in the way that they should go, that if they go, that if they, that if they fall off, they will not depart. It looks like they have completely departed. I've got to remain persistent in the covenant that I made over my children and the covenant that I made over this ministry and the you got to be persistent when your expectations have been delayed ah, when, when they've been delayed why why because he said to his servant in first Kings uh, 1843 go up now look toward the sea so he went up and looked and said there is nothing somebody say delayed expectations You've got to remain persistent when you don't see it. 
You've got to remain persistent when what you heard yesterday is not as loud as it is today. Uh, you, you've got to remain persistent in believing that God spoke to you clear and precise the first time. Ah, uh, Come on now. Because sometimes you're doubting, your unbelief and life natural and, and life natural situations begin to cloud your ear. So when the difficulty comes, when the hardship comes, when the rain and the storm comes, you've got to be persistent in what you heard in the beginning. I hear the the sound of a roar, a heavy shower. I need you to go up and eat. But then he tells Elijah, he, he says, I need you to keep looking. I, I went and looked for the house, but I got rejected. Go look again. I, I applied for the job, and I didn't get it. Apply again. I applied for financial aid. Apply again. Whatever you heard God say, continue to do it until it comes to pass. Do not stop. Delayed expectations. How do I handle them? I, I've got I've to be prepared to stay persistent. Keep going back. Emilisa, keep going back. Keep going back. Even if they reject you, keep going back. But I got to go to the same person. Keep going back. Moses had to keep going back until God softened Pharaoh's heart. Mm. He was persistent in delayed expectation. He said, all I need you to do is to just say, let my people go. Uh, you, you hear God say, I'm getting ready to do something big, something mighty, something powerful, and all hell breaks loose in your house. You've got to remain persistent that you heard God say, I'm getting ready to do something big, something mighty, and something powerful. But my lights go out. My car gets repossessed. My family goes crazy. My marriage is going crazy. My bank accounts are all jacked up. But God said, you're going to do do something big, something mighty, something powerful. I'm going to keep coming back every morning and looking in my bank account and declaring that money's going to be there, that the job is going to be there, that my children are going to be saved, that my marriage is going to be sanctified. Why? Because I'm learning to be persistent. Even though it's a God-delayed, expected moment, Come on, all of this is God. Uh, I, I've got to remain persistent. I've got to, number two, I've got to remain ready to respond. Come on now. See, delayed expectations sometimes will hinder your ability to get up and do what God told you to do. Because it didn't happen, you become lazy, you become lackadaisical, we become slothful, we become, uh, uh, we don't have no more energy, we lose our commitment, we lose our faith because it's not happening. You can't just be persistent. You've got to remain ready to respond, James. To respond what? When God says to move or go. You've got to be ready to move at a moment's notice. You've got to be ready to respond at a moment's notice because you don't know when your persistence is going to crack the door wide open. You don't know when your persistence is going to make it happen for you. And God says, I'm hastening to perform what I told you. I need you to get up and go right now. You got to keep that application and that resume right on sin. So when they call you, you can say it's right here. You got it within less than two minutes. Two seconds is right there. 
You got to have the business proposal right there. Come on now. Don't stop dreaming because it's not working. Don't stop dreaming because you don't have the money. Don't stop dreaming because you have delayed hindrances that are coming against what you've expected God to do. Remain ready to respond. Come on now. Delayed expectation. He told you he was going to do it. But now he says, go back, go back, go back, go back. Number one, I've got rem- to stay persistent. Number two, I've got to be ready to respond when God says to move or to go. Here it is. You've got to ignore the invitations. Come on now. Ignore the invitations of losing hope in the process. Come on now, there's always an invitation, oh Rabbi, to pay attention to what's happening in your life. I've got all of this foolishness. I've got all of this stuff that's happening in my life. And you invite that process to come in your life and now you lose hope. Because you've accepted the invitation to be bitter. You've accepted the invitation to turn your back on God. You've accepted the invitations to walk around with a nasty attitude because it's not happening. Can I just be real with you? Ain't nothing like God telling you something and it don't happen. I get mad. I get frustrated. And then my wife want to wake up in the morning asking me all of these questions and asking me, baby, you need to do this. Will you be quiet? I did not get what God told me I was going to get. And now you're bugging me. And now everything, everybody's calling my phone. I need God to perform this miracle in my life here it is life doesn't stop because you get a prophetic expectation from God come on now real life doesn't stop real life actually begins when you begin to trust God that's when real life happens when you begin to step out on the God expectations that he's spoken in your life this joker standing up here talking about believing God I didn't believe in God and I didn't lost everything that I had I wasn't having no problems when I was lazy I wasn't having no problems when I wasn't wanting this business everything was working but the moment I stepped out and and believe what God told me to do, hell, storms break loose in my life. I ain't never had an issue. Now I got all type of issues. When you start trusting God, you're going to have some real issues in your life. You, ain't, you, ain't, you, you haven't experienced real issues until you step out on faith. Oh, come on now. You, you haven't experienced real life until you put your hand in the master's hand. Come on now. You, you haven't really experienced what it feels like to cry until you start trusting God. Oh, Rabbi, you haven't experienced bitterness until you start trusting God. You haven't experienced the pain of being betrayed until you start walking with the man called Jesus Christ. It's called delayed expectations. I've got to stay persistent. I've got to remain ready to respond. I've got to ignore the invitations of losing hope in the process. The delayed expectation is a process. Come on now. It's a process. We don't know how long the process is going to be, but it's a process. Come on, somebody say, the delayed expectation is a process. And then number four, you've got to manage and maintain your emotions. Pastor Cheney taught us earlier how to manage our emotions. You've got to maintain and manage your emotions when you see what God has told you to go look for. 
You got to manage your emotions. I'm going to see it, but it ain't there. It's, it's, it's not there. You're telling me it's going to rain. You didn't did all of this, and now you're going to make me look like a fool? You told me to go tell the man to go eat because I hear the sound of a roar of a heavy shower, and I got to keep walking back from my prayer closet. See, delayed expectations will cause you to trust God even though you know he said it's going to happen. When is it going to happen? See, that's the problem. When? He's already showed you how, but when is it going to happen? Does somebody have a when in their spirit right now? I'm not, I'm not talking. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen when you keep going back? When is it going to happen? Just keep looking. Just keep looking. Just, just, are you... Just keep looking. Manage your emotions. When you can't see what God told you and it ain't there. When you can't see it. When you don't hear it no more. When you don't feel it no more. Oh, Rabbi. When you can't sense it no more. Manage your emotions. Don't allow the root of interrogation to begin to speak to you and you begin to be pulled in like Eve was because she wasn't managing her emotions. She was all jacked up for some odd reason. The garden was just all off course. And when the enemy came, he starts speaking stuff into her spirit that wasn't true. But when your emotions are all jacked up, you'll take what you get because you want it right now. Don't allow the pride of life, the lust of the eye, or the lust of the flesh to contaminate the delayed expectation. I've got to stay persistent. I've got to remain ready to respond. I've got to ignore the invitations that will cause me to lose hope in the process. I've got to learn how to handle my, I've got to learn how to manage and maintain my emotions. Even though I cannot see it, I know that God has spoken it into my life. And then I've got to expect it to happen. Pastor, that is contradicting. It's delayed, but I still got to expect it to happen. It's just like when you go to the airport. When they delay your flight, you don't just turn around and leave the airport. You're expecting them to do what? Find me another flight right now. Because I'm sick of this foolishness. Y'all knew that the flight was booked and y'all knew that it wasn't going to go off. Why didn't y'all tell me that before? Delayed expectations is a part of the process. They can't just pick up the phone and call you personally and say, uh, such and such and such, uh, your flight's going to be canceled. So do you, no, no, no. You get to the airport, you check your bags in. The anticipation is to get to the next airport so that you don't miss the next flight because you're trying to get to the vacation. You're trying to get to your next destination and the airport shuts down. What do you expect? Find me another flight. You've got to expect it to happen even when God is telling you, go back, go back, go back. Understand this. Your delay is only for a moment. Your delay is not for a lifetime. This is not a detour. It's a delay. It's a delay. Detours take a long time to fix. But there is a delay. You're driving down the street and you see the sign, expect a delay. 
That means that you're not going to be able to get through that place as quick as you are accustomed to. There's going to be a time of patience. Hmm. A time of trusting. The delay. What do many of us do? We turn off the other street, go to the other street, and instead of us going through the delay, we go through the detour. And the detour takes us all the way around. Even though you got there, you missed all of the traffic. Not understanding the delay was only, two, it was only two minutes. Now you didn't went out of the way 15 minutes because you didn't want to go through the delay. Think about it. Somebody's going to hit that this week. You're going to go around the corner instead of just waiting in the line because they've always taught us the straight line it's the quickest way to your destination. Because of delay, we, we create our own spiritual detours. If the children of Israel would have just waited and trusted God, they would have made it in, but they created a 40-year detour. Whew. Going around the same old mountain because they didn't trust. Here it is, Elijah is on the top of Mount Carmel. He is praying. And it says here, God's victories require that we stand and see the salvation of the Lord taking place in our life. He is praying, not only praying, but he's looking. You can't just pray in this season. You got to get up and go look for what you're praying for. You got to go get up and find what you are expecting to happen. Don't just sit there and pray. Get up and go look for it to happen. Look for it to come to pass. Look for it to fall in your hands. Don't just wait for it. Go look for it. Open up some doors. Open up some windows. Don't allow the delay to turn your heart against the promises of God. Remember you heard the sound of rain. Stand still and believe what you heard is coming to pass. He tells Elijah, go back seven times. I'm tired of going back. I've been going back for two years. I've been going back for three months. I've been going back too long, but guess what? What he promised is going to come to pass. And maybe God is testing you to see if you will just remain persistent. If you will just remain persistent. Remain persistent. Persistent in what you've been taught. Persistent in what you believe. Expecting it to come to pass. I've been watching a football team for about two months now and serving with one of our, our brothers here. And I've been watching the persistence of these guys rise up like never before. Once you see a little small break and you can see success, you'll start running after it. But it's the persistence it is the persistence. When you become persistent, God will begin to break the door open for you. But if you just sit there and just whine and complain and, oh God, oh God, it ain't going to happen. It's not going to happen. 
This is not a lamenting moment. It is a moment of expectations. And when you're in a moment and a season of expectation, you've got to work your persistence. You've got to work your response. You've got to work your ability to ignore doubt. You've got to work your emotions into a place where you cause them to be submitted and you allow the Holy Ghost to pray for you when you don't know what to pray for. And then you've got to work your expectation in believing that it will happen. How to handle delayed expectation. Who's in here right now dealing with the delayed expectation? I want you to lift your hand right now. You've been asking God to do something. Everybody should have raised their hand because we all have something in our life that hasn't come to pass that God told us that was going to come to pass. See, you know what happens? When you lose the thought of what God told you, when it's time for you to be persistent, you don't remember what he told you. I mean, I'm straight. I mean, I mean, you know, just... You know, the old school used to tell, I mean, if it didn't happen, then maybe it just wasn't God and, and maybe it ain't God's time. No, 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 no. It's going to be God's time because my prayer is going to make it his time. My persistence is going to make it, it my persistence is going to cause him to move a little bit quicker. I'm going to be persistent. I'm going to pray this thing through. Not only am I going to pray, I'm going to keep looking for it. And you will not deny me because what I heard is what you told me. So you said that you're not a man that you should lie. So I need you to be truthful to me. And I, don't, I need you to give me the revelation. I need you to give me the demonstration. I need manifestation that the rain is coming as you lift your hands. I pray the spirit of persistence. I pray the spirit of response and readiness. Be ye also ready. I pray the spirit of character in your life that you will not allow and that you will not accept and that you will deny the invitations of doubt, unbelief, lack of commitment to cause you to lose hope in the process. Come on, your capacity to maintain a peaceful mind. A mind that has stayed on you because I trust in you. You'll keep me in perfect peace. A spirit of expectation that we're going to win. <laughs> we're going to win. We're going to win. I don't know when, but we're going to win. I'm expecting that we're going to win today. I'm expecting to win right now. But Father, we honor the delayed expectation. It's not about you proving yourself because you've already done that in demonstration, manifestation, and revelation. Now it's time for me to prove myself to you that I trust you in my persistence, in my response, in my intellect. To not trust in my own ways, but to trust in you. In managing my emotions and my feelings. That I don't allow them to get in your way. And Father, I'm expecting it to happen. There's someone here that wants to be saved. 
someone here that wants to commit their life to Jesus Christ, I want you to raise your hand. It's what we call the sinner's prayer, the, the, the prayer of salvation. It's the prayer of salvation. It's a simple prayer. I want to lead you into it if you're here by way of our mobile app. If you're here, I want to lead you into it. Father, come into my heart. I ask that you save me on the day. Lord, I acknowledge that you're Jesus, that you're the Son of God, and that you came into the earth, and that you died on the cross, that you were buried, and that you risen with all power in your hand, that your death, your burial, and resurrection gave me access to be redeemed of all of my sins. I no longer have to walk in guilt, condemnation, and shame because I'm asking that you be my Savior, that you be Lord, and that you be Jesus, and that you save me today in Jesus' name. You're probably here today and you want to rededicate your life to Christ. He's married to the backslider. and You're here. I want you to lift your hand if you're listening by way of our app. I want you to just simply just begin to say, Lord, it's my desire to call you Jesus again. It's my desire to reconnect with you. Thank you for saving me. But I want to be in fellowship with you today. I ask that you open your arms and receive me once more in Jesus' name. You're looking for a church home and you're looking for a pastor and you know that you need to have a church. Church is just not where we come to just lift our hands and hear a message. Yes, we do those things, but church is for the fellowship where you get to know other people, where you can become friends and you can get to know other people and people can begin to pray for you and help you. It's, it's a center where we create relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place. Anybody here today, you want to join our church? You want to be a part of our Rock family? If you're here, I want you to come forward. If you're listening by way of our app, I want you to go to our Rock Life Connect tab in our app. I want you to fill out our visitors thing. I want you to fill out the comment card and someone from our team is going to reach out to you. We love you. We appreciate you. It's what we do. We're creating the relevant moments where broken and hurting people are restored back to their rightful place. As we prepare our communion on today, I want you to think about what God is doing in your life. It's a time of remembrance. It's a time where we're remembering what God made a choice to do. 